Hey everybody, this is Alex, host of Harsh Show. Before we get started, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for listening. It has been a very challenging but rewarding experience producing and hosting my own podcast. This is an interview podcast in which I interview people from different phases of my life. People that I've fallen out of touch with over time. It's also a chance for me to speak with some people that I see more frequently, but to talk about topics that are maybe a little more intimate and a little more personal than the regular conversation. There are eight episodes of this series. Each episode comes out on Friday. To kick things off, I have an interview with Evan Wojcik. Evan is a friend of mine that I met in college at Ohio University. He was a friend of my roommates. A friend of a friend of my roommate? Something like that. And just by the luck of timing, we got to meet each other shortly before I graduated. And even though we didn't spend much time together on campus, we kept in touch afterwards and we're still close friends today. Evan resides in Somers, Connecticut, where he teaches special education and also coaches track and field. In this episode, we discuss fitness, comic books, love, and apples. It's the first episode, and it kind of sounds like the first episode, but I assure you, it's a great discussion, and I hope you enjoy. With no further ado, here's episode one. There's no, you know, formal start to this. No, you don't have like a theme song prepared or. What are your songs about? Do you have a pet sort of themes that you repeat? Well, the pet theme really is, uh, you know, why worry? I mean, I mean, you can be pretty happy if you put your mind to it. pieces this is just just this is only the beginning exactly the pilot if you will uh yep. my first interview uh ever i've ever conducted so this is just going into this raw but i'm honored, uh, I'm honored i can be your first i'll <laughs> i'll be super respectful i uh you know whatever feels good for you we don't have to do too much of anything like you know just let me know you know what? i really appreciate that and that's why i that's why i selected you of all the people that responded to my instagram <laughs> i'm glad i waited for the Good. for the right uh person to come along Good. Good. uh so evan yep what about evrd Tell you about EVRD. 
Yeah, just for the people to know, I've I've been familiar with it for a long time. It's an acronym that I'm sure Evan will explain here shortly, but uh, it's something that I've been interested in a long time. I've contributed to, but uh, it's really picking up steam lately, and I thought Evan could share. Yeah, so it's a blog, um, and it was started a long time ago by my brother, who's uh, a computer whiz. He, he started his own graphic design company when he was, I think, about 19. It's called Rivik Media, um, and he still does that. And he created this kind of as like a fun project to, I guess, kind of what you're doing, just test the waters with new ideas and see what happened. And it kind of took off. It got really popular. And then he, as he got kind of more busy, um, I was kind of in college at the time and he brought me into it. And I started writing, you know, just random articles about music, posting memes. You know, it was, you know, basically just like, you know, like a Pinterest type of thing. Um, and yeah, it's just always been growing steady and we're always looking for, for new ideas and ways to just build it and make it more, I don't know, popular. I mean, it's easy. You just, you write what you like and you post what you think's funny and some other people think it's interesting and funny too, I guess. For anybody that goes on the website, uh, you say it's random, but is there any type of particular theme in your mind? Or are you really trying to stick pure to the, the whole randomness of it so far? I think it's more pure to the random thing. And I, I think it's gotten a little more consolidated, but when I first started working on it, uh, probably almost 10 years ago, it would be like if I was just walking down the street and I was like, uh, I would think of some random thing. Like I, I, like, I wonder what's the coolest fireplace in the world. And I would just Google it find it and then I posted uh, like this thing is so cool because of xyz and so I was probably more random then but now I guess because there's more people that are on it it's more random in that sense um but it's like everyone brings something different to the table like when you contribute you know you have this you know comedic quality and you're super into music and then you know my brother is posting stuff about technology and socks and whatever and I'm more like comic books and superheroes and so it's kind of just a little bit and it's cool because when I show people that I it, it's gotten definitely more collaborative where people will be like like my cousin was like oh I thought of a really good like self-help I guess PSA thing for quarantine I was like cool write it up I'll put it on yes. and so I'll just kind of come in and be like oh I, I this is cool this is cool so that that part has been really cool because as you know as we become adults our lives become a lot are sad and condemned. So it's been nice to interact with other people through, through like a creative outlet, I guess. And what's the overall plan with EVRD? Are you trying to take over the world with this? Is there going to be an EVRD app or like, is this something that you're just kind of doing the, similar to this podcast, honestly, just something to try out and the it's always people with? Try out and it's kind of always been like, um global domination wasn't wasn't on the agenda but um just if we had creative ideas and we wanted to put it out there it was a good space to do that it was i don't know if it was ever the intent to become popular i think it was more so to just i just want to have a space like to to put stuff out there that i've created and it just it just worked out that way i'm always just like Oh, this was a really cool idea. I want to write about it. And if it, if it sucks, then it sucks. But 
it's out there. So. You mentioned that you are in charge of superhero stuff. I was on your Instagram today. I saw you post up a new Flash issue on your Instagram story. Is that what you've been reading lately? It has actually. I started reading it. Well, I started rereading it as of yesterday, and it just so happened I had some downtime this morning at work, and I pulled up a a Flash issue on my phone, and I I read that quote, and I thought it was was really nice. Uh, I can try to regurgitate it, but I'm sure I'll butcher it. <laughs> no worries. You don't have to. Um, if you're but this is all part of the new 52, which is part of the DC universe. I've known you as a DC guy. You're wearing an Avengers shirt, which I, I think we've talked about in the past, but I'm interested in it now because you've told me you've made a conscious effort to learn more about the Marvel universe after you first were introduced to it and were was not that interested. How, yeah. how does that sit now between the DC and Marvel universe? I like both. I think I'll always just like DC a little more. Um, but I definitely have going back and reading some of the old like classic Marvel ones and then kind of running through. I mean, you quarantine, we had so much time. So I was running through like classics, basically trying to break up the continuity. And I found a lot of stuff that I did like a lot. So I definitely appreciate it more. And there's stuff that I'll continue to read going forward but I, I'll, I'll always be a, a dc guy i was just watching a batman movie literally before we hopped on the call so um that's where i stand i hope i didn't interrupt no it was actually it ended like 10 minutes before you called and then i also i went up and shaved so it looked good it's how long has com have comic books been part of your life is this all the way back to childhood? Uh, um, I It's been a part of my life probably since I was young, but where it became more of like an obsession and something I was following more closely, probably my freshman year of college, uh, 2011, is when I started to go to school in uh, Boston and there was a lot more you know, like comic book shops and stuff like that. And once I started going there and talking to people, just learning more. And then that was also the new 52 and Marvel now had come out the year after that. So it was a good point to jump in. I feel like, um, where before I was just reading random things that I could find. Um, but that's when I started like, okay, I'm, I'm every month I'm locked in on a series. Um, yeah, it's pretty much been that way ever since. So coming up on a decade. Wow. 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 And who introduced you to it? Was it just something that you came across on yourself? Or, I mean, were you yeah. just watching the Justice League on Cartoon Network and then... Yeah, I, I like a normal kid that liked superheroes as a kid. And that's where it started. And then probably around eighth or ninth grade. Well, actually, no. I, I can actually remember in fifth grade, I... I won some like a award during a classroom quiz section and the prize was a Batman comic book. And um, nice. I, I remember that being the first time I actually got one and reading it and liking it. And uh, I remember it was something like some character, I think it was Alfred or something had some disease and I, I went to the school nurse to ask about it. She's like, that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> <Darn>. <laughs> 
And, uh, more issues to read into it to see what it's all about. Yeah, how do you not know about this? You're a nurse. Um, <laughs> but I remember that, yeah. As I got older, middle school, high school, I would just read, like, you know, whatever the major ones were. Um, I would get my hands on, like, Watchmen and and uh, The Dark Knight Returns, stuff like that. But then, like I said, when I got to college, I just went into a shop and I was like, boom, and uh, locked in on my first couple ongoing series. And here we are. The rest is history. The rest is history. Speaking of history, it seems that uh you're a nostalgic individual in a lot of different ways just from i mean we know each other pretty well which is almost makes this interview difficult because there is a lot i know about you there's a lot that i don't know about you but i do know that you're into nostalgia i mean things that you enjoyed in your childhood you still hold on today space jam lion king comic books what was your childhood like? Which is something I haven't really talked to you much about. Do you consider yourself, did you have like a normal childhood? Do you look back on it fondly? Or I know you moved a little bit location-wise. Yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, I had a pretty normal childhood. You know, you know whatever, whatever your definition of normal is, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you can only compare it to your own. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I liked playing sports and the occasional video game and sleepovers with my friends. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know where the nostalgia thing. I feel like that that's a thing that everyone's kind of into. That's why yeah. you get all run shows on all the, all the streaming services. But, uh, no, I'm always, yeah, I guess you're right. I'm always watching older shows that I used to watch when I was a kid. I don't know. I guess it just puts you in a place in time where things were different, maybe simpler, easier, yeah. more simple, you know? Um, I don't know. I don't know why people like nostalgia, Alex. Something that I've always appreciated about our friendship, you've, you're the kind of person to really go above and beyond to how can I say, to appreciate the people that are close in your lives. You're always putting extra effort and time to make little projects or to create very special personalized gifts. And I've always thought that was, that was great about you. And I wanted to know if that comes from somewhere in your family. Like, is this, are you just extroverted in nature that you want to like, make something special for people or we're, we're hopefully you have some idea of what I'm talking about here um where does where does my kindness come from is that well not only, not only kindness just the fact that you I mean you can be kind and not write a song for someone on their birthday I mean it's the fact that you take time and thought into like going above and beyond to do these things to make, well, I'm assuming to make other people feel special. I mean, even our yearly prank gifts that you and I and Josh Hayes, who I'll be interviewing later, what we give to each other. I mean, like it's all a couple extra steps that most people would, instead of giving a gift card with a full amount of money on it, you give a gift card that's empty. And that's very, very <laughs> Yeah. Um, 
no, I think I just learned at a young age that being kind and, and putting some thought into how certain things might make others feel isn't really that hard. Um, usually I get this question a lot from people and I usually say like, you know, there's no reason not to take a wide open layup. So mm. just a little effort on my part. I'll, I'll put the work in every time to make it happen. If it's going to make someone else's day a little bit better. Um, you know, I think if you can do something, you should do it. Um, even if it's, if, if it's a big thing or a small thing, you'd be surprised what a little bit of kindness could do for somebody. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. And I, I just enjoy it. I enjoy trying to be creative. I enjoy trying to, and I think people appreciate it. You know, they're like, wow, they remembered this thing. They, they said in some random conversation, like six months ago. Wow. Um, yeah, it's not hard. It's <laughs> everybody. <laughs> everybody should put a little bit of thought into others i mean it's important to think about yourself too but um i don't know how to sum it up i know there's some book i don't know the name but people people talk about it all the time like what's your love language i guess uh -huh. that i don't know is that supposed to be like what what makes you feel fulfilled is that it i guess Five for love languages yeah i i don't i haven't read it i don't know them but i would say that if one of them is just you know, making other people feel appreciated and valued, that would be it. Because um, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever felt appreciated or valued, Alex, but I think it's, I think it's one, of, really? one of the <laughs> feelings in the world. And if you can pass it on to other people, I think you're doing pretty good. Do you think it's more common or uncommon that people feel the same way do you do you see the people around you displaying the same kind of effort or uh is it i, I mean i mean i would say from my experience with other people is people usually say something like no people don't aren't, aren't usually this attentive or this going out of their way but like i said i i don't see it as really going out of their way i, I don't think it's really that much of a hassle um but i think a lot of it is too is sometimes people are uh i don't know they just they just they don't feel the need to go out of their way that much i think it's more about sometimes we're just a little bit about ourselves um which isn't really a bad thing but i think we're more inclined to like well hey no one's doing this stuff for me right so i'd be out here you know, putting in the effort for other people. And I don't know, I guess it depends on everyone has a different, you know, if you have this cup of, of water and you're filling it with what makes you happy, maybe doing things for other people isn't what fills your cup and that's okay. But it's, I think it's person by person, whatever, whatever fulfills you, you should just do it. In a similar way, I like giving gifts sometimes even more than receiving it. Do you, are you that kind of a person? Yes, I am. I even keep like a little notebook. It's called my, my, my gift journal. And where if I see something and I'm like, Ooh, Alice would love that. I'll just jot it down real quick. And then when, you know, when your birthday comes, I have this whole thing and I'm like, wow, you know, which, which one would he like the most this year? And then I can just boom, 
and do it. So I'm always, I'm always thinking about it. Speaking of uh, getting gifts for others, I have a gift for you in a way. Um, the next question is from someone that you know. This is a surprise guest question that I'm going to be sending to you via chat. Check okay. What up, Ev? What up, Alex? Evan, my question for you, if you could pick a superpower for your closest friends, what would it be and why? Um, for starters, I would give Alex the ability to have really good interviewing skills. I think that you can really benefit from it this time and really appreciate Um, Jeez. I don't know. Am I going for, like, what are they going to do with these powers? Like, I could give Josh the ability to fly, but I don't know what that would really do for him. I don't know if he would really. I guess, you know what, for me, well, no, it wasn't for me. It was for my, for my, <laughs> you know what I would do, honestly? Right. All my friends live so far away from me. I would give them all the ability to teleport. And then we could, we could meet up. Well, I guess I would have to drive there because I don't have any power. We can theoretically all meet up whenever we want. To as long as it's somewhere, you know, pretty close to where you're at. Yeah. Or like you all just come and then, then we can drive together or something. But at least we all get to see. I like that. Um, do you have a preference of Apple? Um, no. no. I actually know the differences between i know there's red and green apples but if you were like yeah. food versus a macintosh i couldn't i couldn't tell you if i had you, in front of me and i could eat both of them i could probably maybe but no i'm not i don't usually eat apples really no i've known you to pick an apple from time to time i didn't know if you had if you recall if you pop into your memory, I didn't actually pick any apples on that trip. You picked everyone else's apples. I didn't grab it back. <laughs> I brought home no apples. That was for you guys. Yeah. You missed out on some great photo shoes. <laughs> no, but that that was for you. That was that, that was that was your guys' time to shine. I was photographer. Fair enough. Next topic is health and fitness. What role does fitness play in your life? Uh, it plays a big role. Um, I try to be as active as I can pretty much every day. Um, yeah, I mean, and I, I coach, so I'm always, you know, doing workouts for the kids I coach, stuff like that. Um, plays a very big, big role. In your personal fitness, uh, I know you were an athlete previously. You haven't played competitive sports besides some pickup stuff every now and then, but you're still in the shape that it looks like you'd be ready for tryouts for any sport that you'd be interested in. I think, and I've, I've had this conversation with other people who have played competitive sports in high school or college and eventually you stop and then all of a sudden that competitive drive is sort of void from your life 
And I think for some people, but definitely for me, it's, it's, it just is a competition. You know what I mean? And so it's nice to just set goals and be working towards them. And then you can do that in a number of ways. You can do it in your professional life, personal life, you know, your physical fitness, whatever. It just happened that that's, and I do it in every other thing for sure, but it's just something that I've liked and I've enjoyed. And it's, it's fun. You get to be somewhat creative, you know, trying different workouts and stuff like that. And yeah, I've just, I don't know. It's just become a part of my life. And also for me, I, you know, I went through a pretty gruesome injury where then I was all of a sudden not strong anymore and not fit and all this stuff and having to work twice as hard to try to get back to it. It just kind of puts you on a path where like, well, where do I just keep going from here? Um, and also I just don't, I just don't want to be out of shape. I don't know. I want to try to be, you know, as, as lean and, and healthy as I can for as long as I can. So, so for you at this point, this is it. I mean, for a lot of people, exercise is such a pain that they have to force themselves to do, but this is actually something that you enjoy doing. It's still, so even if you love to work out and you love that, it's not so much that you love doing the workouts per se. It's just, you love the result and that's, and that's what you have to convince yourself that you're working towards. So for example, there are so many days where I'm like, fuck, I don't want to lift. Like, I don't want to go for a run. I don't want to do this. But then in the back of your mind, you're like, well, doing this gets me here. So it's all about you're at point A and you want to get to point B. So what's the thing that's going to get you there? And if this is it, then you just have to do it. It's it's all about how badly do you want to get to point B? And that's in any, you know, that's in, in work. You, you're at point A, you want to get to point B. Well, what do you have to do in the middle? You might not like all of it, but if that's where you truly want to be, then this is what you need to do. And you can't half-ass it. You got a whole asset, or you whole you, asset. you won't you won't accomplish your goals. Yeah. So with fitness, no problem staying motivated. Do you have any advice helping other people to stay Not motivated so for those days? I don't think it's so much as maintaining motivation, but it's more just maintaining accountability. Like I said, if you have a goal, you have to say, I need to do X, Y, and Z to get there. I know I'm throwing a lot of letters out right now, but um, <laughs> A, B, X, Y, Z, uh, shit. Uh, no, but it's just, it's just holding yourself accountable. If I want to get here, this is what I need to do. And then, I mean, I don't know, maybe you find motivation somewhere along the way, but it's, it's just, a, I think it just comes down to a, accountability and, and, what you really want and if you don't want to be a fit person then th th that's fine uh, so this guy evan he's strong he's great with his friends you'd imagine this guy is in a relationship of some kind but from what i understand not only is he not in one he's not looking one for one and no interest in finding one in the foreseeable future this is correct it's pretty, I guess, pretty much correct. Um, I mean, I wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't be opposed if a good relationship fell into my life. Definitely not something I'm looking, looking for. I think it's very important that 
you figure yourself out and you be an independent person and you just be content with your own life, I mean, that's the best way that you're going to make a life that somebody else works. So I don't think anybody should be at a point where they feel like, oh, I need somebody or I'm really, really looking for somebody. You know, it's okay to have that as something you want, but if you feel like you need it, I think when you finally have it, you'll run into a whole mess of problems. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll lay it out this way. I definitely am not thinking about or worried about getting married or having kids, but if whatever happened, if a girl happened to teleport through the door, if she got some residual <laughs> powers from you guys, <laughs> right? And she showed up and I, you know, fell in love with this girl and she wanted these things. Sure. I guess, but it's not something that I'm actively pursuing or even dedicating any thoughts to. You told me a story a while ago that I still think about pretty often. There was a time in your life that you thought your days were numbered uh, due to a misdiagnostic. It was a faulty, yeah, it was a faulty blood test. Yeah. And what did what did they say you had that made you uh, initially, your initially they thought I had a bone marrow dysfunction, which you know could be something like leukemia or something. You know, bone marrow dysfunction is no joke. So I thought I was gonna be having something serious. Um, luckily it turned out, like we said, it was a faulty blood test, but I, I didn't really, they didn't really get to the bottom of it all. So it was probably about almost three months later. Um, horrifying. Yes, it was. Um, but I think what you're getting at is what did, what did that cause? What, did, what changes did I make in my life from that? Yes. Is we're going three months and then beyond. Right. So I, it was a little bit scary. I was probably, in hindsight, maybe I was overreacting with the information I had. But at the time, I was like, oh, my God, this could be it. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, so I had I decided at that point that there was so much that I had done. And so when I got the news, I still felt that way. So it was probably about a solid year. I went on this quest. I don't know, do people quests anymore um when they're I, <laughs> when they're, okay <laughs> so i put out this quest where i was like i'm gonna do something new every week that i hadn't done before and uh it it was a great experience and it's funny because i was even at i was even at practice the other day and uh a kid was just like you have so many stories like anytime anything is brought you're like oh i remember that and they're like why why do you have so many stories and i was like <laughs> Cause I, I say yes to every, like, you know, unless, you know, I'm, I'm smart and I'm responsible and I don't put my, you know, safety in jeopardy. But if someone's like, Hey, let's go to North Dakota. Cause I've never been there. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what ND is about. Um, but yeah, just being open to as many opportunities as you can. I mean, I guess I've always kind of been that way. You know, my story about getting into Ohio and, all that i've kind of always just been go with the flow for the people who don't know can you share that ohio story ohio university specifically ohio university shout out to the bobcats um yes so i started school 
at Emanuel College, which is in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, I was playing basketball at the time. I went there for two years. Unfortunately, my knee was so bad, I couldn't continue playing sports. So I had this moment where I was kind of like, I've been in New England for most of my life. You know, if I'm going to get out there and see something new, now's a pretty good time. Um, don't have too many responsibilities. It's just college. So I, I looked into transferring. I went to my um, advisor and I said, I want to transfer. And she said, well, you can't. And I said, well, why not? <laughs> it was almost a little late. I said, most, she's like, most transfer deadlines are like a week, two weeks away. You're, if you want to get out of New England, I don't know how you're going to see all these schools and do all this stuff and get all the paperwork in. I was like, yeah, all right. So what I'm doing is I went back to my dorm. I Googled the top 30 schools for my major and I took all the ones that were outside of New England. I put them all in a hat. I picked three out. I told my family, hey, I'm just going to apply to these three schools. And whoever accepts me first, I'm just going to go. And uh, OU. Oh, yeah. They were, they were the ones. OU, oh, yeah. And so I had packed my bags for Ohio University, signed these to an apartment before I'd ever even seen the campus or stepped foot in the Buckeye State. Um, Yep. That's so, right. so really, uh, getting, getting those blood results, those faulty blood results didn't change your life that much. You just kind of turn up the, turn up the heat on. Like, saying, final tab. We just went up to 11, I guess, gotcha. where it kind of, well, you know, it's like when you graduate college, everything about who you were before kind of gets dialed down, you know, we get caught up in, responsibilities that are super important but sometimes we forget to feed those things that you know make our life worth living i think there's some type of quote that says like you know if you're you know it, it, it's not that there isn't stuff that you know ignites a fire and you just you're not pursuing it you know and so i that was something that i always really liked about myself and really enjoyed doing but i kind of lost sight of it and that just kind of I guess reignited the flame, you know? A blessing in disguise. Right. Nice. Speaking of all, all that you were doing during that time, uh, we've gone on a couple of trips once or twice. I think actually literally about six times now. You, me, Josh Hayes. Uh, Clearly, you have an appreciation for travel. What do you look for when selecting a destination? Uh, who's available to go? So, so <laughs> if flexible. If anyone's like, if you called me, you know, tomorrow or after this chat and was like, hey, in two weeks, we're going to Kalamazoo. Are you down? <laughs> I'm there. I'm already looking up flights, man. <laughs> I like, I, that's just it. I don't, I'm a firm believer in it's, it doesn't really matter, you know, where you go or what you do. It's, it, it's, it's, it's who you're with. So, um, yeah, I've got, a, they're okay. An okay group of friends. Um, but no, I just yeah. like, I'll go, I'll go anywhere. Um, and I know it'll be, it'll be a good time. Sweet, sweet. That's good to know. I definitely have some ideas for uh, post-quarantine. I'm looking forward to uh, continuing with our banana trips. I am too. Uh, but 
we're getting towards the end. I have one last question. Well, yes, technically. Uh, what's your favorite color? It's purple. It's purple. Why is it purple? You don't you really know, need a reason, but what do you have a reason? I think I do. I'm not sure if this is the reason, but purple has always been my favorite color, and people always ask me that. I have a I have one when I was in my childhood uh, bedroom. Uh, when I think it was about eight, my parents wanted to paint it, and I kept saying we're going to do it purple, and they were like, "No, no one has a purple." And uh, I they agreed to do like one wall purple, and then the rest whatever the fuck. But um, uh, I think it, I think it might stem from. When I was an infant, I guess I was super into Barney. Yeah. So that might be it, but I don't know. It's always been purple. It always will be purple. Um, yeah, purple. Favorite color. Purple. Well, sweet. The very final question that I think I want to include with each of these interviews is, do you have any questions for me? Um, yeah. What do you hope to accomplish with all of these interviews? What is, what is, you're at point A, what does point B look like? You know, point B being I'm finished with these interviews or point B like anything that's once I'm done with this? Yeah. Where, where are you looking to take this? This is a very finite project, the way I see it now. I don't, my roommate Jordan was asking similar questions and the reason I'm doing it, what's, what stemmed all this to, was my view towards social media. The fact that I follow it and followed by a lot of these people who I know and who I, more accurately knew at one time, but we haven't really kept in touch. But with social media, you kind of artificially feel like you know these people, but I I kind of wanted to cash in on that. I have direct access to these people, which is like mind blowing, even what, 15, 20 years ago, it'd be so hard to get a hold of these people. But now I see what they had for lunch every day, but I still don't know who or who they are anymore, even though I once did back in high school or in college or anything like that. So uh, if nothing else, I, I want these interviews to be me getting to ask some questions to people that I used to know or people like you that I know pretty well, but uh, maybe to dive a little bit deeper into uh, who they are as a person in conversations that, uh, typically wouldn't happen, at least over social media. And uh, aside from that, with my new career path being much more media-centered, it just seemed like a good idea to do some kind of production that I could do from home. Media, more specifically, I'm doing voice work uh, trying to do commercial and animation and cartoons and stuff like that. So I should probably get comfortable with talking in general. As you know, I do stand-up comedy, but I haven't been able to do so because of COVID-19 for a long time. So I kind of, I don't want to totally lose what it's like being able to talk in front of others and to 
you know, interact with people and, and, you know, just kind of curious to see what people are up to. So I got a, I sent out a poll on Instagram to see who would be interested in doing this. And then I made a list of all those people. And once I get through that entire list, that might be the end of this whole thing. Uh, but maybe people will be interested in it and I'll keep going, but uh, that's where I'm starting. Cool. It sounds like basically it's part pursuing something that you're somewhat passionate about and part just wanting to make connections with people, which is always a good thing. Thank you. I think so. Just trying it out. Who knows? Maybe this will be the only episode, but I do have a, uh, I have one lined up with a second guest for this Saturday. So, so far, so good. Awesome. 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 Well, I appreciate you having me on and I hope they all just keep getting, I hope when people watch these, they're like, wow, this one was definitely the worst one. <laughs> I hope you're getting better. <laughs> yeah. I'll be watching the game film on this one and thinking of ways <laughs> to improve, but I, I specifically picked you since we typically have uh, these long conversations over the phone over similar topics. So I thought this would be a natural way to kick it off. Uh, cool. but onward and upward. All right. How does this end with like a, like, a, do we do a prayer or is there, uh, we dab. You just, just oh, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll probably cut at this point. I don't know. Fuck it. Uh, I'll probably fade it out. I think that, I think that's the end of it. <laughs>